Good morning, everyone, and welcome back to another Mornings with the Masters, where we devote ourselves to the Lord daily with you. Good morning, you guys. Good morning, indeed. We're picking up with day two of our Rise Up devotional, the Bible app. There's a link to that in the description if you guys want to follow along with us. And if you want to know why we're laughing, it's because Tori and I may or may not have recorded basically an entire podcast. Well, I guess I'll rephrase that. We said an entire podcast without mm-hmm. pressing the record button. So yes. we're laughing because we're just like, okay, we're going to do it again. We're going to do this thing again. <laughs> round two. Anyways, as always, I'm going to read the scripture and the Tori's going to figure out the Devo. Let's do it. The scripture is Ephesians chapter four, verses 22 through 24. And let this just be a, a message that how much we love you all. <laughs> we're like, hey, you know what? Let's just run it back. Let's just do the same thing again. Hey, maybe the Holy Spirit wanted to say something else. You never yeah, know. Yeah, you're exactly right. Okay. Scripture says, throw off your old sinful nature and your former way of life, which is corrupted by lust and deception. Instead, let the Spirit renew your thoughts and your attitudes. Put on your new nature created to be like God, truly righteous and holy. The devotional is titled, You're Just Asleep and It's Time to Leave. Ephesians 2 6 says that I am seated with Christ in heavenly places. Also, I am very much seated on the couch with a coffee stain on my shirt. To live the Christian life is to live a double life. Let me explain. In John 11, Jesus had gotten word that Lazarus had died. Our friend Lazarus had fallen asleep, but I'm going there to wake him up. His disciples were confused thinking, why take such a long trip to go wake someone up? So Jesus clarified, Lazarus is dead. Jesus is walking the line between two natures, two realities. Seeing with his spiritual eyes, Lazarus was just asleep. Raising a man back from the dead was no more difficult than nudging him awake. But Jesus was not in denial of the earthly reality that Lazarus was dead. We, as Christ's followers, must navigate living between two realities, flesh and spirit. In the very moment of your salvation, you gained a whole new nature. Slowly, daily, you began taking steps to think, feel, and behave like Jesus. But then there are days when you're rude. Habits you thought you'd kicked are staring back at you in the mirror. You feel hopeless and depressed. You feel jealousy. You fear the future. You may be tempted to believe you never truly changed in the first place. What I just described to you is real not in your head. It's in your body. You can see it with your own eyes. It's real, but it's not all that's real. While fearful, you are redeemed, forgiven. While feeling out of control, you are made righteous and strengthened in the Holy Spirit. In your weakest moment, your spirit has more power than you could possibly fathom. Do not let the presence of a sinful desire make you forget the fact that you have been set free. So, what does it mean to rise up? It's the moment you remember that death couldn't hold you, that nothing on earth can separate you from God's love, that you are stronger than these earthly symptoms make you feel. The enemy wants nothing more than for you to be alive, but live out your days in a tomb. That's good. You should read that again. The enemy wants nothing more than for you to be alive, but live out your days in a tomb. But child of God, you are already seated in heavenly places with Christ Jesus. 
it's time to rise up. Yeah, this is so good. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like it was more impactful the second time reading it? I love this one. Like, really got me fired yeah, up. Yeah, it got me fired yes. up as well. I um, and it made me think of this whole idea of what's called like playing with house money. I'm not sure if you all have ever heard that analogy before, but it basically means that like if someone says, "Hey, it's on the house," that means it's free. It's given to you, yeah. and that's what we as Christians are doing with our life. We're playing yeah. with house money because we were purchased with a price, and we were giving eternal life as a yeah. free gift, right. and we just need to receive that gift, right? Mm-hmm. So we have house money, and it's just what the devotional said when it said, "The enemy wants nothing more than for you to be alive, but to live out your days in a tomb." Yeah. And what this honestly makes me think of, and I'll just be super transparent on this podcast, is whenever I was living in New York City, I was really struggling with pornography and masturbation. And that was like a real thing that I was struggling with. And I was wrestling with that with a pastor. I'm just like, I don't even know if I'm saved, like, because I keep running back to this thing. And one of the pieces of advice, and by the way, I went to counseling for months and months and months on this thing. But he said to me, he said, Chad, the next time you fall into that, say verbally, out loud, say, God has never loved me more than in this moment. Mm -hmm. And I did so. And it was so interesting, the difference in how I felt afterwards versus falling into the tomb Mm -hmm. or falling to his arms. There's a big difference there. And what would happen previous to that that, was that I would either... like be afraid to pray. I didn't want, I felt like a big hypocrite. I didn't want to put on worship music. I felt shame and I didn't want to talk to my friends or my accountability partners. I wanted to scroll on social media and eat bad food because it was quote unquote comforting. Right. Um, But anyways, what was so interesting is that whenever I said that, that God has never loved me more in this moment, that sin lost its sting, Mm -hmm. just like death has lost its sting over us as believers. And that's something I just think is so powerful. It's like, wait a second, God is constantly renewing me, but if the devil gets his way, all I'm going to do is just fall into the tomb versus into Christ's arms. Yeah, well, what the enemy does is say shame on you, Mm -hmm. where Christ says shame off you. Mm -hmm. And I feel like it's so powerful because... Just like you said, in those moments where we're like, man, I thought I was better than this. Like, I thought that I was past this. I I didn't think that I would ever struggle with this again. Mm -hmm. And there is reality in that and there's hardship in that. But the freedom inside of Christ. And now do not quote me wrong. This is not to say we are going to go and abuse the grace of God. That is not what this is saying. But when we do fall short, because we're going to fall short of the glory of God. The glory of God every single day. His love and his embrace, that that's what should wake us up. That's what should fuel the way we live. That should fuel the pivot. So like when we fall short and we come into his presence and we ask for forgiveness, the way he washes over us with grace and mercy, the way he renews our mind, the way that he loves us in our weakest and darkest moments that moment with him, that's what should fuel our pivot. That's what should fuel the reality in which we know that we have been set free from sin. And I think there's power in knowing that Mm. because I think that so often we think that this sin has a grip on us, right? Like we think that it has power over us, but the reality is Jesus defeated it. And so we actually have the ability and the power to live by the Spirit, but we have to ask for it. We have to be in His presence. We have to 
remember that we are bent towards sin and we need him in order to walk in his ways. And I don't know about you, but I'm tired of walking around like I'm asleep. Like I want to be awake to the spiritual reality in which we have Mm -hmm. the option of living in and we can either walk with shame on us or we can walk with shame off of us. Yeah. And I like that you're using the word pivot Mm -hmm. because that can be like loosely translated back to repent, but it's to adjust our direction. Mm -hmm. And that's what we as believers are doing. That's what the scripture said is experiencing the renewing of your thoughts and attitudes, renewing of your mind. And so we're, we're, we're pivoting away. We're turning away from our old life into the new life that Christ has called us to walk into. Mm -hmm. But we have to be careful because what will happen is, is that once we do fall, we want to fall far. Because it's just like what scripture says in Psalms uh, chapter 37, verse 24, it says, though he may stumble, he will not fall for the Lord upholds him with his hand. And we just need to reach out for it. So good. Want to pray son out? Yes. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, would you wake us up today? Lord, if we've been walking around like the spiritually dead, Lord, would you open our eyes to see, to feel, and to live like the children of you that we are? God, we come to you and we repent for all the things that would keep us from your presence, Lord. We want to run into your arms, not away from you, Lord. Would you help us through your Holy Spirit to live a life free of sin, God? We want to experience the fullness of you, God. We can't do it without you. We love you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen, God. Amen, God. Amen, y'all. Now is that perfect time to break out the worship music, break out the journal, and continue pressing to the Lord. Yes, and y'all don't forget that you are God's masterpiece. And don't forget that we love you. We love you guys, and we'll be talking to you tomorrow. Uh, au revoir. <laughs>